From Relay FM, this is Upgrade, episode 371, and today's show is brought to you by Instabug, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Fitbod. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Jason Snell. Hello, Jason Snell. Hello, Mike Hurley. So we are 20 minutes or so uh, after the iPhone event ended. We started our recording as soon as we could this time. Might be our fastest event to recording. So uh, usual caveats. Uh, We haven't even looked at the websites yet. What we've got is just what happened in the event itself. Maybe our chat will give us additional information because we do stream the show live. Yes. As we go through, but we're going to give our immediate impressions of what Apple has just announced. But we start every show with a hashtag Snell Talk question. And so I will ask you this one from Snape, who asks, how many windows did you have open during the event? This time what I did was I sat on my couch, had it on the TV via Apple TV, and I brought out my MacBook Air this time. So I had a Slack open. I had a note open in BB Edit to take notes. And I had a web browser window with upgrade.cards open so that I could score the upgrade draft. And so three is my answer. I had uh, a notes window, right? So I set up a note for this event. Then I also had my a Safari next to it, but I was flicking between tabs for the whole mm-hmm. time, watching it on Apple TV, just like you. Uh, I never look right. at Twitter during Apple events. I get overwhelmed by it, and I'm I'm more focused on. I mean, sometimes I will tweet during an Apple event. Although right. lately, I've been more like I was in the the um the discussion the Apple event channel in the six colors Slack this time instead, which I think was a better use of my time. Um, but yeah, Twitter is just kind of overwhelming, and I, I'm I've got to take notes. I mean, mm-hmm. really, the most that I did was fill up my document with my own notes about yes. what was going on. Yeah, if I didn't need to take notes like I do like because we start recording immediately um I would probably spend time on Twitter I know I used to do that right but look before upgrade like Mm. you know I'd always take notes but I would be less focused because I would watch it again maybe before I do a show later in the week but because we go live straight away I just want to clarify something by the way for Snape how many windows did you have open during the event I did have a window open in my living room a window open in the dining area and a couple windows open in the back of the house so i had lots of windows open in my house during the event but i don't think that's what the question was so we need to review our draft results so uh should we just straight up say it went down to the tie this year and it 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 did let's we we can detail what happened Mm -hmm. but uh it did go down to the tie break by a hair by a hilarious so close uh, hilarious hair to the tie and we'll get Mm -hmm. to that moment because it is an amazing moment so on the iphone um, you bested me on the iPhone three to two. Mm-hmm. I got the higher frame rate display, and um, you and I missed on the lidar sensor and yep. the always on display features, which we'll get to. Do not don't exist, not there. You got that their iPhone thirteen that there is a camera feature that other phones do not have. We were arguing a little bit while the event was going on about whether the macro photography was going to count, and then they announced the uh, the HDR. Uh, or the pro, the pro, pro, roll, pro raw video pro res video pro res yeah video. it was like yeah that one that was it made mm-hmm. that one easy the notch being called out as smaller which was a great pick that because i thought they might not mention it but they did mention it yeah they kind of mentioned all of the parts right like they said because we were like oh maybe they won't mention that the notch gets smaller but they'll say the screen's bigger and they did both things they did <laughs> which, yes they did <laughs> it's like just in case you don't get this this is what we've 
done. So ultimately, it came down to, and this was one of the deciding factors in the whole thing. Yeah, the price points are dueling price points. Oh, the price points picks. was was the actual decider because that was the yeah. last thing, basically. Yeah, yeah, and the answer is I picked that they would match their price points, and you said that there would be at least one model that would cost more than its current price point. I'm still convinced there's going to be that jiggery pokery that we spoke about, right? That was like not in when we spoke about this last episode. That like. Sure, like one of them is probably more expensive, but there's some deal or whatever. Uh, but that's not the point of the draft here today. I was, yeah. but I was genuinely very surprised that none of the four got more expensive. Yeah, that uh, was so that was, was my my hope was that mm-hmm. they would they would find ways to get it out of you, but it wouldn't be in the base price. So on iPhone, the base prices that they quote are the same. Uh, they fit those slots. They they which is not like the last few years they've been very slowly cranking those up. But for this year, they're just kind of leaving them where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Apple Watch side, two uh, two was the score. We had three yeah. picks. I put my trust in Ming-Chi Kuo, who had that uh, report last week that said, no, no, the Apple Watch production is great. They'll ship in September. Um, they are shipping in the fall, later this fall, with no definitive date. So I missed on that one. And we'll talk about, I mean, I guess we won't talk about it later because we only are going to talk about things that actually happened. All the rumors of the flat-sided design oh, no, Jason. of the Apple I'm Watch. I'm talking about this later. Don't you worry about okay, that. All right. We're coming okay. to the design of the Apple Watch. <laughs> Whatever the design of the Apple Watch changes are, flat sides is not a thing. So you missed on that. What we got right, increased screen size and no changes to band compatibility. That was me. They actually said that out loud, too, Yeah, yeah. Uh, which surprised me. And new watch faces added. Yes, absolutely. And no new health sensors uh, you got those. So mm-hmm. two two in Apple Watch, and that brings us to the other pick section. Um, I picked. We pay a visit to Apple's Chip Lab. That did happen. The stage of the Steve Jobs Theater is seen. You know that tweet showing the Joshua trees came out this morning, and I thought, oh no, yeah, <laughs> they're going to do it all outside. And yeah. the answer was no. Tim is not going outside. Tim is going to be on the stage of the Steve. Well, Jobs. he came yes. from outside to inside, which to was the Steve Jobs yep. mm-hmm. Theater. And uh, we see Ted Lasso himself, for people who don't know. I basically said, we're going to see a picture of Ted Lasso. It doesn't have to be like in character on stage or something mm-hmm. like that. We just need to see Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso. His face, not just the name, not just mentioned, but a picture. And indeed, they blew it up really big at one point. Um, so that's three for me. You got two in this category because AirPods were not introduced. Surprise. I'm surprised that that was the one you missed. I expect uh, I mean, that yeah. they do this in October with Max if they're going to do guess something so. else. Because I guess so. This is the big thing. Obviously, we're going to talk about the iPads. Uh, we had no iPad picks in the draft because we didn't think they would have iPads, which no. I think that ended up being a bit of a failure on our end. Oops. I think the draft yeah. would have been very different if we would have had uh, another round for iPads, but there's nothing I, we can do I'm starting to wonder it. if we should just force ourselves to pick in a category so that if, the, well, if it, it basically comes out if we... If 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 the product doesn't get introduced, then we just miss all of those picks. And it's, I mean, we it's could, but you don't like there to be tons and tons of picks. So that would uh, we would then be on to twelve rounds for the draft. Yeah, I know. So it, it is. We have to make educated guesses if we're going to do categories. Yeah, well, we and we could have picked I, iPad stuff here, and mm-hmm. we just chose not we just to. Just chose not to. Um, so you missed on AirPods. Uh, Apple TV Plus trailers promo video is shown. Absolutely. I was hesitant to pick this because, you know, I've been burned in this category before. But Tim was literally like, hey, we got a lot of stuff. Let me show it to you now. And they rolled the whole yeah. thing out this there. This pick has burned me maybe four times. I know, right? <laughs> I finally got it. So I feel like it's a win for me. And then... That brings us to your last choice here, because as we've described it so far, I've described seven points for me 
and six points for Mike. So the last pick, pick 10 for Mike, is the rainbow stage at the center of Apple Park is seen. And Mm -hmm. I didn't score this for you for the whole event. And then Stephen said in our little Slack chat, oh, we definitely saw it. And I said, I'm going to need a screenshot of that. Jason required receipts for this one. I, I did. And... Here's the thing. We we have a screenshot. I absolutely am going to give you this point. I just want to point out it is a shot of Apple Park at sunset <laughs> uh-huh. that where the ring is is lit and inside if you zoom in you can see sort of turned to the side and in darkness the rainbow stage at which point I I said to myself that is the saddest rainbow stage you'll ever see. Uh-huh. It's the dark rainbow. It's where rainbows go to die. That's a pro rainbow. That is an Apple Pro rainbow. That's right. That's, That's your midnight that lemon yep. right in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you get that, and that means it's 7-7. I was thinking it might be 7-6, but it's 7-7, which means we have to go to the tiebreaker. People may remember our tiebreaker. It's got to be one that one of us will definitely win. That's why we do an over-under based on the running time of the show. I set the over-under at 72. Mike picked the under, and the show ran for 78 minutes. So close. That was so so close. I I didn't know it was that close. You do win, and you know what? Congratulations to you. I do not mind winning tiebreakers because it's kind of like I was comfortable with my picks. I think we both did really well in this draft, like pick-wise. <laughs> Other than completely blowing it with the, well, uh, we with the we iPads. Don't, we, don't have to think, we don't have to think about that. <laughs> no, let's not. No, I, I, think, I think there were some good picks in here. I think uh-huh. there were some surprising omissions given all the rumors. Um, and just that, that it did come down ultimately to the price points because at the price point – Whoever was going to get the the pro, iPhone Pro prices mm-hmm. right yeah. was going to win the draft. Yeah. And Apple chose this year not to do what I always say they want to do, which is raise the prices of things. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, that that's how it goes. So no no controversy here. It's all adjudicated, and uh, and I believe that closes the draft results segment. Yes, completed. Draft is done. We can move on, and we can right. talk about St. Jude. Because, oh my word. Let's do it. Things have gone bananas, Jason, in the last week. So uh, we were going to come into today to talk about how close you were getting to the $333,333.33 mm-hmm. goal. But uh, we can't because we can't. that goal was reached this morning. We've blown past it now. There's two, three things happened in the last week. We hit a quarter of a million. We mm-hmm. hit the amount of money that took us to $1 million raised over the last three years. Mm-hmm. And then today, we passed our goal of $333,333.33, smashed through it. We've now raised over $336,000 for the kids of St. Jude. We have a new goal. $400,001. This is where we want to get to now. The St. Jude Podcastathon is coming this Friday, the 17th. We are running from 12 to 8 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash RelayFM. We have game shows. We have games. We have hijinks. We have guests. It's going to be eight hours long. The longest, biggest, baddest, in a good way, podcastathon we have ever done. We, I, we are going all out this year, and we want to mm. smash through all of our goals. There's balloons, there's confetti, there's all kinds. Make sure that you're there. Twitch.tv slash RelayFM on Friday, September 17th from 12 to 8 p.m. Eastern, 
Also, go donate. stjude.org slash relay. Donate now, then donate again during the podcast-a-thon. We'll see you there. Should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's start with the iPad, because that's kind of where Apple started. Yeah, and where we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Uh, this is a surprise to me. I mean, we can probably talk about this later, but I, I don't know now what I think about the rest of the year. Yeah, I guess we'll get back to that. This was something that I, I think you and I both fully expected would, would come later, but they have this stuff now. And given, mm-hmm. it's interesting, the Apple Watch, they don't have now, and they still announced it. But the iPad, they've got it now. It's ready to go. And so they're going to they're going to put it out there. I guess I should say before we get started with this, one of the themes here of this of this California streaming, even though Tim is on stage in Cupertino, is they had people in different locations for the different products. So the iPad is in San Francisco, basically at the Exploratorium on the water by the ferry building. Um, and that's where they did the the iPad presentation. And then the others are in different places. We'll have to mm-hmm. mention those when we get there. But that's that's where the iPad was. And we got uh, we got two new iPads, right? We got the the iPad, the adjective list, just next generation of iPad and the much rumored and uh, wanted, I think, iPad mini in iPad Air style. So that which, you know, I, I I'm by far more excited about the iPad mini, but you know, leave it to Apple to point out, yeah, I know all of you nerds are bored by the 329 uh, iPad with the A13 chip and the still has the Touch ID home button and uses the first generation pencil and all that. But it is, and I quote, our most popular iPad. Did they say so, that? I missed that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More than once they said it. Yeah. I wonder... Hmm. I mean, they're not going to... They're not Because I was wondering, like, you know, of all time, yeah, of course... Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. I guess it just, yeah. they wouldn't, they wouldn't say it, right? It's like, what's the point? Well, th- this is, remember we were talking about like the fate of the iPad when it was kind of doing badly. Mm-hmm. This is their solution, right? Which is that they were always being beat up for the fact that there were all these cheap tablets and that Apple's ta- tablets were just not, uh, competitive in terms of price. And Apple's solution was the iPad, which they introduced for that first time. They were reintroduced, I guess, right? Because they, they brought back the original base iPad at that event in Chicago. And since then, it's been holding down the low end of the price. And, and it freed them to innovate up at the high end and have expensive iPads while having the whole line kind of start down at the bottom with a lot of the features that just are in the OS that you get regardless of whether mm-hmm. you spend $1,000 or 329 So, you know, it, it's not a product that's exciting technologically for most of us who follow this. What's exciting about it is that it's it's 329 and now it's a lot better than it used to be. It's never going to be cutting edge. It's always going to be trailing several years behind the other iPads. But, you know, that they're you know their message is for schools it's 2.99 and it's way faster than a Chromebook. That's basically their their whole argument there. It doesn't yep. need to be faster than an iPad Pro. It needs to be faster than a Chromebook and of a reasonable price where they can try to sell it into schools. And um, is that price 3.29? Is that any different? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. I don't think I, the I, price has changed. Say two ninety nine for education. It's hitting hitting the slot. It's what they uh-huh. did was they kept, they doubled the storage to sixty four from thirty two. So technically, better value. It's three twenty nine. If you yeah. think that, I mean, the biggest feature on this iPad is the uh, center stage with the ultra wide camera. That's the I think that's the biggest feature on this. Yeah. Honestly, like mm-hmm. everything else is like got a thirteen update. You mm-hmm. know, which is nice because the old one wasn't and so great, but. Yeah, I think you're right. The uh, the 12 megapixel ultra wide with center stage, which is this, you know, it was 
not, I think not fated to be even at the time a high end feature, but it rolled out on the iPad Pro, so it was a pro feature. But like, it's immediately rolled down to the lowest end of the iPad line because, of course, it has. This is just a, it, I think it's a, a no brainer feature for everyone. I think Center Stage ultimately is going to be on every product Apple can possibly make and put mm-hmm. it in. So of course it's it's here. This this in fact I think maybe signals that you're going to see Center Stage in a lot of places because. Um, why wouldn't you? It, it It's a great feature. And first-gen Apple Pencil, true time display, yeah, et cetera, it's still et They made a lot of first-gen Apple Pencils, and they're going to still gonna sell them. So. Let's talk fine. about the iPad Mini, which, as we know, yeah. the most important use, secure to the leg of a pilot. Uh-huh. That was really interesting. <laughs> In a doctor's lab coat, it's also pretty good. Yeah, I was really glad that they... This presentation checks a lot of boxes that you and I always want them to check and that they frequently don't check and it gets frustrating. Like, this is a perfect example where I want to know the use case for the iPad mini. Like, sell Mm -hmm. me on why this product exists. And they immediately did it, right? They said it's strapped to a leg of a pilot in flight, tucked in a doctor's lab coat. Like, here are real world uses where you want a little iPad mini. And then lots of shots of people holding it in one hand with their fingers wrapped around it, which is like the most effective message to send about why iPad mini exists, right? Is you Mm -hmm. can hold it in one hand, you wrap your whole hand around it. I mean, it depends on your hand size, but like the point is that's the thing. It's this small. So later on, you know, I'm going to talk about something that disappointed me greatly in this presentation. And without Mm -hmm. the iPad mini here, I think I would have been a pretty... A uh, bit of a downer on this uh, presentation, to be honest, because hmm. the thing I was most excited about, they they didn't do. But the this iPad Mini is like the dream device that I've wanted for a while now, along with many people. Like this thing looks absolutely fantastic. Like so, we've got the great design, you know, the flat side design, small bezels, comes in a bunch of colors, uh, purple, pink, starlight, and space gray. All right, Apple. Apple, we need mm. to talk about your colors again because mm-hmm. it's more confusing now. Why do some colors have names and some colors are just the name of the color? We have Starlight Midnight. What is Starlight? Or our two what new... is Starlight? Starlight Midnight. You know, as you know, what Starlight Pink. Is you can compare those, right? Starlight. Starlight, Starlight Midnight Pink, okay. the gray, all over the place. Here's my question. I, 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 Starlight is in multiple options. The yep. Apple Watch comes in Starlight as well. So my question for people out there, look, color is not my best thing. It's not mm-hmm. my best thing. I like colors, right? But I can't see them very well, certain ones and all that. What I'm really asking here is, is Starlight just silver? <laughs> I think so. Because it's not pink. Because it's got a kind of a pinkishy, no, it's a yellowy hue. Is it yellowy? So it's not it's gold, yellowy. but it's not silver. So did they, did they, did they, did they gold up the silver I and think call so. it starlight? Because most stars are, well, I mean, stars are like, there are lots of stars and starlight can be lots of frequencies. So that is, from a science perspective, it's very confusing. But I laughed when they said it because they said starlight and space gray. And I thought, have we just gone all in on the, like, if you're facing this way, it's space and it's gray. And if you're facing that way, it's, you're in space, but it's starlight. I don't, I don't know. Also space isn't gray. It's really black, but starlight really isn't this, whatever color this is. I don't know what starlight is. uh, And I guess we'll find out. Is it, is it just a rebranded silver or is it a yellowy thing that is a little bit different from silver, but isn't gold? 
I don't know. I'm very confused by Starlight. The iPhone 13 comes in pink, blue, Midnight Starlight, and product red. I don't uh-huh. understand Midnight Starlight. I don't. It do, I don't get it. Like whatever. But there's the colors. I mean, there's a purple one. I think it looks fantastic. The pink one looks great too. Uh, but anyway, Liquid Retina display. It's the same physical size. Now has an 8.3 inch display because it's right. You know, shrunk the borders down. Mm-hmm. 500 nits of brightness, which seems really great on this kind of device. Yep. Touch ID power button, 5G. It's basically an iPad Air, a little iPad Air, which is what it should be. USB-C. It has no smart connector of any kind, but it does have the second generation Apple Pencil. It has better cameras. It has center stage. Apple seems super pumped about this uh, in general. Uh, Landscape stereo speakers starting at $499. Order today, available next, uh, next week. You mentioned the smart connector, and I... I had a moment where I tried to envision an iPad mini sized smart uh, keyboard or magic keyboard and Mm -hmm. my hands immediately cramped and I had to stop imagining it. Uh, But it is like, you know, you can always attach a a keyboard to it, a Bluetooth keyboard or whatever, and use it that way too. But it's a very small device is what I'm saying. But it is otherwise um, feels like it's basically an iPad Air, which is great because that's a great iPad. And now the iPad mini is that way. And also just the flat sides and all of that, that whole styling, I feel like that's going to be a better feel in terms of holding this thing. It looked mm-hmm. really good and and I think benefits greatly from not being that old design anymore. I think I think it makes the iPad Mini much more appealing. I'm super excited about this product. I think it looks really really nice. Like I'm yeah. I'm intrigued to see where it will fit in my life. Like I think I I have a, like a good idea. Like a, I use my um 11 inch iPad Pro on the sofa at home all the time. Uh, to do reading and watching video and stuff like that. And, and I honestly think this is probably the better product for those things. Um, but we'll find out. I mean, this also feels like the iPad that I could always have in my backpack. So I, I'm just having this thought now. I, I struggle to choose between laptop and iPad now when I'm traveling because I like the iPad for a bunch of things. This one, I'm sure you would never even notice it in your backpack compared to any of the other iPads, um, especially because, you know, it doesn't have like a keyboard or anything. So you would just get the, I have a little smart folio. I ordered one uh, already before we started the recording. Right before, right before the show, we had to stop. The reason uh-huh. the show isn't even closer to the event itself is Mike had to order an iPad. Yep, because they're available straight away. And I and I really wanted to pick one up because it looks super great. So I'll have one of those uh, next week. So I'm really excited about this product. Um, I think this seems just really cool. It has an A15 in it with six-core CPU, five-core graphics. Apple didn't mention this during the presentation. They didn't say the chip. Uh, they just were talking about how powerful it was, but it has an A15 in it. So... Yeah, I'm really into yeah. this, right? Seems great. I really laughed when they talked in detail about all the percentages of fastness that it had and didn't mention what chip it was. And mm. there was that moment of like, oh, it's the A15 and they don't want to announce it yet. So they just said it's fast. Suffice it to say it's fast. But don't if you go, this is the one good. Apple web page that I did go to after the event before we did this, which is the iPad mini page that says, yeah, it's an A15. <laughs> so... That's what it is, even though they haven't announced at this point in the keynote, they haven't announced what chip it is. It's the A15. 
This episode of Upgrade is brought to you by Instabug. Building mobile apps presents challenges like bugs, crashes, and performance issues that can be a nightmare for developers. But what if you could not only detect all of these issues, but also understand the quality of your app from the point of view of your users? Instabug's lightweight SDK grabs all of the insights that you need to build quality apps through comprehensive bug and crash reports, performance monitoring, and real-time user feedback, all in this one SDK. With Instabug, you can continuously monitor and measure the performance of your app as perceived by your users. Engage with your users by letting, let, by letting them report their issues and questions right from inside your app. So they get a problem, they can just send it straight to you. They don't need to go to email or anything like that. And you can get all of the information you need about bugs, crashes, and other issues, fixing them in record time, all with a focus on privacy and security. And you don't have to worry about the hassle switching to brand new tools and new workflows because it takes just a minute to integrate Instabug into your app and it fits within the work that you're already doing with support for Jira, Slack, Trello, GitHub, Zendesk, wherever you handle your issues, Instabug will plug right in. Join over 25,000 top mobile developers around the world who use Instabug to ship their high-quality apps. Go to try.instabug.com slash upgradefm. That's T-R-Y, try.instabug.com slash upgradefm and check it out today. Our thanks to Instabug for their support of this show and Relay FM. Apple Watch time. Apple Watch, Boo. yes. <laughs> oh, man. Boo. By the way, Jeff Williams, I think in Big Sur, he's on the California coast regardless. Looks like Big Sur. Lots of people wearing uh, vests and jackets if they're presenting in this venue because it's, uh, it's it's foggy out there. Boo. I, I mean, I'm going to buy one. I'm actually kind of excited by it. But let's 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 get to your, your booing here because you really felt, and we talked about this last time, you really felt like it was time for Apple Watch to get a new look. Mm-hmm. And although they made some tweaks that I think are interesting and and nice, they are tweaks to make the standard familiar Apple Watch design a little bit nicer. They're not a rethinking of what an Apple Watch style should yeah, be. Yeah, I think nicer is still maybe, uh, you know, we're not sure because it's bigger, right? And it, it I, I'm intrigued to see what that's actually going to feel like. One of the things that I was mm-hmm. intrigued about with get the watch getting bigger with the potential of having a design refresh is it may have felt a little bit more sleek uh, on the wrist. Now I think it's potentially going to feel just a bit, bit, bit clunky, bit chunky. I mean, we we really don't know. I I as somebody who's had one on my wrist for almost every day since it shipped, I think seeing them say, you know, softer, more rounded corners with a subtle wraparound effect and seamless integration with the curve of the case, like trying to get it to be a little bit less like a hamburger with with cheese on top of it <laughs> and more like if right the glass kind of sitting on top of the thing instead having it be kind of a little bit more kind of smoothly integrated that's going to be nice i would like that crease to go right that crease being removed or the little ridge that uh, that is on the current apple watches from the screen to the case it's going to be really great right and re- and pulling out the the border right and having it be even 40% less of a border than on the series 6 right again picking up that Real estate. I had to laugh at the one stat, which is it's fifty percent more pixels than the Series Three. Now the Series Three should not even be something that we talk about, except we're going to have to talk about it because they're still selling it. But it is remarkable that the that the new one has fifty percent more pixels than the essentially the original Apple Watch uh, pixel count. That's uh, that's good. So what what we're getting here 
is what could very well be a really, really nice evolution of the standard Apple Watch design. What disappoints you, clearly, is that that's all it is, and you thought that this would be the year where they might take a little bit more of a leap. Yeah, it was something that a lot of rumors were pointing to, and also just logic. Uh, you know, like every so many of Apple's products now are moving to this new design language that we spoke about a bunch with flat sides and stuff like that. Um, and it really felt like it was the time for the, in my opinion, for the Apple Watch to go that way. I think the amount of time that it's been around for, uh, it's maybe been around for, I think, too long with the curved edges. I think that that design is tired now for me. Um, for something to wear, which is supposed to be fashionable, uh, I think this one design style has reached its, I think, logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. Apple doesn't think so, and that's fine for the, you know. And I'm I'm probably going to get one, uh, I think somewhat begrudgingly for two reasons: <laughs> um, one, because I don't like the design, and two, they don't have the case that I want. I'm a ceramic Apple Watch wearer, and I would love a new one, but they don't have that. So right. I, I don't even really know what I would, what what kind of uh, case I would go for, honestly. Because again, I, they do a lot of colors. Uh, Starlight is here as well. Uh, I don't like the colored aluminium watches myself. Uh, they have midnight, starlight, red, yes. blue, green in the aluminium. Um, which I don't know. I don't know. So I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Silver, graphite, and gold stainless, and a natural and a space black of the titanium. Yep. And then there's a gold one, but I don't know what material that is. It's stainless steel. Then the stainless steel, the gold one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the big top line stuff here, um, also new watch OS features we should mention. Um, mm-hmm. More bike features. They held these back. Uh, to announce here more bike pe- features including auto pause and resume when you stop and start your bike the like outdoor bike outdoor bike features fall detection that's tuned toward bikes so when you're in a bike workout it uses different algorithms to detect if you've fallen off your bike uh, they say they better support e-bikes so if you're riding a bike with a power assist it's it's going to do a better job of calculating out how much you're actually working <laughs> right? yeah, everyone with a power bike is like oh no <laughs> right, yeah. like they lose their rings. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. You got you, you, you didn't earn those, folks. You didn't earn those. So, but the actual watch, yeah. So more pixels, uh, shrunk the borders, tightened up the design of the mm-hmm. of the watch, and especially the glass and the watch kind of contour. Seventy percent brighter um, display when in its dim display mode indoors. That's really good. They talked about what fits on that screen that they redesigned like the UI so it's easier to hit the buttons they can fit full fit, keyboard that <laughs> is a full <laughs> keyboard with tap or slide keys you can fit 50 more te- percent more text like type on the screen compared to again compared to the series 6 um there's some new faces they talked about that the the glass is more durable and crack resistant because it has more robust geometry. I think that's a really interesting example yeah. of, of materials engineering, right? Where it's the shape of the glass or the you know the the shape of that surface that's making it more resistant. It's it's, it's like they've probably reduced some stress points or whatever when it takes yeah, impact. Yeah, ex- exactly. It added IP six. X certification, which is for dust resistance. So, you know, it's still swim proof. It's still fine. But like they added this dust resistance Mm -hmm. qualification. I guess there are a lot of people who are like, uh, their example was, you know, falling off their bikes into the dust. And they're like, oh no, it's okay. Dust ingress is is gone. Uh, Faster charging. They have a fast charging with a USB-C cable. Unclear whether that's included in the box or whether you have to buy it separately. No way is it included in the box, Jason. Come on. The USB-C version of the cable. You got to buy that separately. But updating the charging... (laughs) And so there, there, there are virtues here that they're extolling. One is 
in 45 minutes, you can go from zero to 80%. But I think perhaps more importantly, eight minutes will get you enough for sleep tracking for the night. So yeah, if you, cool. your watch is running out of, of juice, pop it on the charger for eight minutes while you're brushing your teeth and getting ready for bed, and then it'll be ready for sleep tracking overnight. So that's all of what's going Here's on. Here's the thing. This is a good addition to the Apple Watch. I wished I would have never seen the rumors that told me it was going to look different because otherwise yeah. I wouldn't feel as frustrated as I do. Um, somebody in the chat, I will get their name in a moment, Gwen suggested that I get the gold one to match my phone, and that's probably what I'm going to do. Uh, also, I was thinking about gold anyway because that's an actual watch color, you know. And and right, you know, as I've said before, like I, I like to try and make it as watchy as it can be. Uh, some of the watch faces look nice, but I already know like they've, the one they were showing off a lot, where like the numbers are kind of leaking around the edge. That's my favorite visually, but I can't put any complications on that. I would assume, which is would a assume. bit of a bummer. So yeah, look, I what I'm gonna <laughs> look basically. Can you imagine like the the um complications kind of oozing out of the side too mm-hmm. <laughs> like ooh, weird so usable i'm just a little frustrated right I, I wanted i wanted more here this is a this is a good update um but it's not enough for me i i will be moving to this though because there are some stuff that i do want to pick up like i want the bright or always on display because you know that that got brighter in the series six and then bright still in the series seven and i'm still on the series five and so that's something that i know that i would like and uh, we'll see, you know, and I'll move forward from there. But bit of a shame, I'll say, for me. I, 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 it was a bit of a shame. Uh, the biggest shame, though, is the Series 3 is still around, $199. The SE is at 279 still can't get it cheap enough. And yeah. Series 7 starting at 399 I, I think, well, your comment, I think, from last time about how it's just going to be another year, like it's not going to happen yet. You were proven right, and so we all have to live with a Series 3 for another year, and, and they're going to keep the se around and and they just haven't been able to do it so um so be it so be it and then of course later this fall for shipment so Mm. all those rumors about them having trouble getting production ramped seem to be true uh in that they are not giving any time frame other than later this fall for apple watch sales which bums me up because i am ready to buy a new apple watch and i would have already done it if they had let me but uh i i am going to definitely get one i don't know what i'm going to get um in terms of the model um i use my apple watch all the time i'm using a series 5 this looks great bigger screen brighter i'm really looking forward to it color wise yeah i have had a black watch the whole time and i presume you know i, I assume that's where i will go um, I don't. I guess that's midnight. Yeah, it's kind of a bit bluish looking on the I website. Don't know, or I may, I may, Mike, I may treat myself. Oh, treat yourself, Jason, and and go with space black titanium. Oh, they, now you do. You will be dealing with a weight difference. There, so. Yeah, I know. If I if I leave the the light embrace of aluminum i'm gonna have to deal with a different uh, weight with titanium or stainless although titanium is pretty light i imagine that the titanium weight isn't as dramatic a difference as going to stainless yeah a lot of that stuff is like you're not gonna know till you try it on yeah you know and and then there's and then there's a good old midnight midnight good old friend midnight well midnight starlight's best friend i guess there was some fitness plus stuff that they focused they spent quite a lot of time on fitness plus um, I, I know. It ties into Apple Watch. New workout types. It does. More countries, but with subtitles, which seems like a weird, 
way of dealing with, hey, you want to work out? Read the subtitles. I yeah. don't know why they wouldn't do dubbing. Dubbing I, feels I, like the right move there. My my guess is that, that they have a strategy for international rollout, and this is what they have in this phase, and then they will go beyond that. Because you, what you'd really like is to have instructors speaking different languages, but they only have so many instructors already. Um, but you're right. You could also do dubbing. You could totally do that. And maybe they'll get there because I agree. Who wants to read subtitles while they're exercising? Yeah, it's a, it's a peculiar choice, I think, uh, mm-hmm. to do that. I don't, I don't really and, know. Mike, group workouts powered by SharePlay, a feature that hmm. does not exist yet, mm-hmm. uh, with up to 32 people working out together using SharePlay at the same time. I don't know how that's going to work. They really just kind of mentioned it in passing. I guess it's sort of like a make your own Peloton. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what is going on there. Um, but yeah, they spent some time with Fitness Plus, right? Just to sort of remind everybody that Fitness Plus is part of the Apple Watch uh, equation as well as the services equation. It's where Apple Watch and services meet in the Venn diagram is Fitness Plus. So, you know, they mentioned it and showed that they, you know, they show off that they've got all their trainers and that they're, they're I think it serves a purpose just to remind people that that is a, a service that exists and that Apple continues to grow it. Yeah, because a lot of people might not have thought about it very much. And like in that time, they've added so many new workouts, new different types of workouts, as well as just like the weekly editions that they have, you know. Uh, the share play thing is like, just like as a reminder, you've got to have an active FaceTime call. I don't want to be FaceTime calling my friends and having them look at me while I'm working out. Not, that's not, nobody wants that. Um, but I do like the idea of them having some kind of group feature for Fitness Plus, uh, but it being powered by share play. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I just can't imagine that, Jason, you would like to see me while I'm working out. I can't imagine that either I mean, I miss you. either of us. You know, I miss you, Jason. Yeah, I know. I know. Not but you don't need to see me on my bike. You don't need to see me on my stationary bike sweating. And... We should mention, since we're in the Apple Watch segment, that we should mention that this is, of course, there was that story about how the the keyboard for the Apple Watch got reject that was Flick on the, the store for a long time. Flick type was mm-hmm. removed from the store by Apple mm-hmm. because it was a keyboard for Apple Watch. And then, of course, they announced a keyboard for Apple Watch today. Yep. So, um, you know, that's going to be it, apparently it is already another lawsuit. So there you go. Yeah, Costa Ilitherio, like yeah. they posted a, a an image on Twitter. I'll put it in the show notes of their review, saying that it was rejected because it was a a keyboard for the Apple Watch, which is against yeah. the iOS human gu- interface guidelines, um, but not for not for Apple, unfortunately. Let's see. Yeah. Anything else on the Apple Watch? I mean, you seem pretty into it. Yeah, I I wasn't looking for what you were looking for from yeah. it. Yeah. I do agree that. Apple needs to branch out with the Apple Watch and that could be some new designs. It could be some specialty versions, which don't necessarily even need to be, they could be mid-generation, right? They don't need to be every fall. So they could do a ruggedized version of the Series 8 in the spring Mm -hmm. or something if they wanted to. But the idea of doing kind of like a super ruggedized version and also taking that original thing and, and refining it a little bit more, I do think that they need to to get there and and i appreciate your feedback on that it's not what i was really looking for i'm i'm happy with it but yeah. i i think i see what you're getting at and it, it has been a long time since apple introduced the apple watch and it hasn't changed a lot 
So that I has do to happen at some point. That I am in uh, a minority of Apple Watch users here with the the frustration that I have on it, and you know, it's just because I spent the last few years every five or six days changing out my watch for one of the like five watches I own. You know, they're like mm-hmm. varying price points. I have like a G-Shock, I have an Omega, like I have a selection of watches that I collected over the last few years. And I like to be able to switch that up. And now I wear the Apple Watch because I'm focusing more on my fitness and it's amazing for that. And that's why I wear it. Like it is so good at fitness that I am willing to not wear my other watches for the time being because I really want what it gives me with fitness. There is nothing else like it. Like, And it, it pushes me to do a little bit more every day. Like, All of that stuff is amazing, and I feel in better control of my health because of it in a way that it hasn't before. Like, Just th- its features and my current outlook have aligned. And But I, I'm, I'm a little tired of seeing not just this same design every day, but ulti- like by and large, the same design that I've seen for the entire run of the Apple Watch. And when there was a potential which seemed like it was going to change, I was excited about it. I will say the bigger screen interests me for sure. There are other features of this which I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into. Uh, and maybe it'll be one of those things that like I get a new nice case color, like I get a nice shiny gold one, and I'll be really happy. Uh, mm. I don't mean to like... Because I know people get like they're going to be excited about it, and I don't want to like harsh anybody's buzz on it. Like, if you're into this, like Jason is, awesome. Like, I'm happy for you because it means that you got what you wanted, right? Like, like yeah. you put maybe you, somebody out there doesn't care about the iPad Mini, but I really do, and I'm excited for it, right? It's like different strokes for different folks, and I'll just keep crossing my fingers that I'll get something new uh, in the coming years. Yeah, I think I think that's about right. This episode of Upgrade is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens, the world's number one pizza oven company. They make surprisingly small ovens powered by your choice of either wood, charcoal, or gas, letting you make restaurant-quality pizza in your very own backyard. Uni Pizza Ovens are incredibly easy to use. They're super portable. They're going to fit in any outside space, and they can reach temperatures of up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit or 500 degrees Celsius, which enables you to cook restaurant-quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds. It is that high temperature that an Uni Pizza Oven can reach that will separate it from what you can make in a home oven. Jason, right? That's the big thing. I know that you've mentioned that yes. in the past. It, it's the heat, right, that gives you yeah. that difference. You know, my my oven will go up to 500 or 550 Fahrenheit, something like that. But really, that's all. And I put a pizza pizza stone in it, and I heat it up, and it it works okay. But for um that kind of wood fired artisanal pizza kind of vibe, you need more heat. Whether it's fired by wood or it's by gas, um, you need that. So I have one that is uh attached to a gas canister. It's the same type that I use on my on my gas grill, and it the base of the uni. Uh, oven is itself a pizza stone essentially so it's going to drink in that heat so you get it up to 700 750 degrees fahrenheit very hot much hotter than it's going to be on the inside and the way it works you know you put the pizza in and not only is the dough um getting the, all that heat soaking in that heat from the the ceramic uh i think ceramic the the, the stone on the bottom yeah the stone. but the flame is above and the flame is melting the cheese and kind of caramelizing it, and it, then you take it out, and like the edges are a little bit burned, and it like it is what you would get at any place that's got like a brick oven uh, that they bake their pizzas in, a much more traditional kind of thing. So you can get a much more traditional, uh, p- fancy pizza place kind of pizza, and it's more than you're ever going to get in your home oven. Just bottom line. 
So Uni Pizza Ovens, they start at just $299 of free shipping to the US, the UK, and the EU. They have two two of their coolest models. One is the Unicoda 16. This is what Jason has. It's a gas-powered oven that can cook up to 16-inch pizzas with an innovative L-shaped burner at the back that gives you even heat distribution. And the multi-fueled Unicaru, this can use wood, charcoal, or gas, which is really cool, so you can, you can pick. Uh, Uni also make a bunch of accessories. They make an amazing app as well to help you perfect your dough recipe and give you a bunch of tips. Listeners of this show can get 10% off their purchase of an Uni Pizza oven, which could be up to $50 off an Uni Coda 16. Just go to uni.com, O-O-N-I.com, and use the code UPGRADE2021 at checkout. You'll find a bunch of great stuff there, like they have oven tables, peels, cutters, and so much more, as well as their ovens. Uh, everyone's making pizza at home. Everybody wants to make pizza at home. Uni Pizza ovens are always in high demand. So if you want one, go there right now. Uni Pizza ovens are the best way to bring that right restaurant quality pizza to your very own backyard go to uni.com o-o-n-i.com and use the code upgrade 2021 for 10 percent off that's o-o-n-i.com and the code upgrade 2021 all in one word no spaces for 10 percent off our thanks to uni pizza ovens for their support of this show and relay fm let's talk about the iphone 13 and iPhone 13 mini of course comes in five colors pink blue midnight starlight and red midnight starlight First star I see tonight. It's that Daft Punk song, right? That one. That's going to be in my head a lot now. Uh, So the screen is bigger because the notch is smaller. 3% smaller sensor bar, I think, is what they said. 800 nits of brightness at 1,200 peak nits of brightness. It's a much brighter screen for that phone, which is fantastic. Uh, Features an A15 Bionic chip which is still 5 nanometers, a 6-core CPU, 2 performance, 4 high-efficiency cores, and 4-core GPU of a 16-core neural engine. So interestingly, Apple is binning mm. the A15 binning for the, the A15. iPhone 13. Yeah, the Pro has 5 GPU cores and the thir- and the regular 13 has 4. So they are right out of the gate doing some processor binning, which is that process where you ba- make chips and some of them have those cores enabled and some of them don't because they didn't qualify or whatever. Uh, and and they're using that to their advantage here. So there's a little more graphics power in the Pro model than in the in the non-Pro model. Also, I've been told Starlight by Muse, not by Daft Punk. Don't email Mike. No, I'm thinking of a... Of a... Starlight by the Superman Lovers, which is a French house musician, but not Daft Punk. Oh, yeah, it's the Superman Lovers. That's the song See? I'm thinking of. So there you go. Now I've got that Muse song in my head. Thanks. The cameras are diagonal now. Yeah, just the domino domino configuration. So for those people who have opinions, it seems like this is because of the uh, they've they've put the sensor shift. Uh, oh, optical image stabilization, optical image stabilization here. So yeah. maybe the sensors are bigger. Maybe they needed to spread them apart a little bit more than they did before. Forty-seven uh, percent more light and new ultra wide of less noise, and they got the cinematic mode video what do you think of that i i need to see more i mean they did do a whole kind of funny uh whodunit um mystery thing as a demo a knives out parody i mean let's just call it what it was yeah, I, <laughs> i'm conf- i i'm i don't know exactly what's going on there it, is it all using portrait mode tech to do that it sounds like it is because at one point Somebody in the in the iPhone Pro video mentions that you could you can change it later, so 
that suggests that it, it is a calculated thing. But the way it works is you can do what looks like deep focus photography, except it's video, and it is using some uh, machine learning stuff. They've analyzed how actual cinematographers do rack focuses and things like that and then they built an engine that does it and it's looking at the composition of the frame and where people are looking and all of that to do sort of dynamic stuff and then you can also sort of tap in order to tap on a face to focus to that face or tap and hold to follow focus on that there's a there's a bunch of stuff in there that apple you know showed really quickly and it makes it sound great and i immediately thought i bet it's way more complicated and uh maybe not as effective in reality. Mm-hmm. I, my, I got to be honest, I, I saw a lot of Twitter hot takes that were basically like, ah, ha ha, we've eliminated the need for cinematographers and all of that, which I know they're jokes, but I looked at the demo, which is Apple at its best, right? That demo mm-hmm. is Apple showing off this feature at its best. And I thought, eh, I don't think it's that great. Like, I don't, I don't think it looked that natural. You know, I think the problem was with the demo... <laughs> Is they were overdoing it. Like, you you know, if, they if were. you were making a video or I were making a video losing this feature, like, it's not going to be a thing that, that I would focus on. I think the biggest feature of this cinematic mode which I didn't really focus on is that you can change the focus after the fact. Yes, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's because it's synthetic, you can change it later. Like, I think that, like, you, you could maybe be in a situation where you're like, all right, I'm going to shoot this important family video or whatever, right? Like, I'm shooting a video that's important to me. I'll just do it in cinematic mode and I'll handle the focus part later on. Like, that seems really cool or, like, that you just don't need to think about it. Because for me, like, I'm not going to be able to work this stuff out as I'm shooting because there's stuff that you can choose. Like, you can fix the focus onto a certain person and not necessarily rely on the machine learning stuff. But, like, I'm not setting up scenes, so I don't know what's going to happen in the videos that I'm taking, right? Um, so this could be a cool feature for that, um, but we'll, we'll kind of have to see. Uh, there was a great line where the presenter said, we studied the art of cinematography. I just thought that was very funny to yeah. me. Yeah, no, that's the, and, and, and we consumed it, and now we are it. But anyway, my point is that um, it looked, you know, they made it look simpler than it probably is. And I thought that their demo was not as impressive as a, a baked <laughs> demo by Apple should be. Hmm. It, it's cool and it looks fun. And I, I think people will use it. And I like that they're doing some of this stuff. But like even their demo, I was not super impressed with some of the 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 focus moves they felt. Are you able to explain a little bit more? Like, like what is it that doesn't impress you? I thought the camera focuses happened. Sometimes, sometimes they felt like they happened late. Sometimes they happened, they felt like they happened a little too fast. Like instead of having a kind of more smooth transition, it was more like a, honestly, it felt a little like a camcorder where it goes from one uh, focus point to another focus point and it goes zoop and it happens really fast. Mm. And, I, you know, those, t- those timings, there's an art to it. And it, it just, it felt a little bit off to me. And, and that's all I really have to go on is that I watched it and I thought this is a cool feature and I like a lot of things about it. And I like the whimsy of the demo. And yet there were several times in it where I thought, yeah, but it really, I, I don't think it's that great. And this is it at its best in an Apple demo. So we're yeah. going to all have to see how this actually works in practice. I appreciate that they're trying to do stuff like this because the, you know, the end goal is that your home movies look 
cool and fun mm-hmm. and more cinematic. That is the end goal. It's not to put any cinematographers out of work, which is nice because they had that one very nice cinematographer who was in the the pro video, and you know he he still had a job to hold an iPhone camera and and shoot fake scenes from things that aren't movies with Catherine Bigelow. So, um, you know he he still is going to have a a job, I guess, is what I'm saying. But if you can make more movie texture for people's home videos, then uh, that's fun. That's great. For me, I think it was just I saw it too many times in that in that little video, and I think that that might have been the thing. I know what they were doing, right? I get what they were trying to do with that, like, and I don't really feel like I can judge it from a technical level or an artistic level. Really, I know that there was a bunch of stuff going on. I'm intrigued to see it because, like, there was a part of me was like, "Oh wait, can I already do this?" Like, but I guess it's the automatic stuff, especially right. It's doing it on its own rather than me choosing what to focus on. I, I, I'm intrigued by this feature. As I say, the thing that intrigues me most is choosing focus afterwards. Like that seems like a like yeah. a cool thing, and I'm uh-huh. really surprised that they didn't really press on that which makes me maybe think that that part of it is not as good as i hope maybe because i feel like that's the whole feature like in my mind it's like oh yeah amazing i can choose to focus later on like i definitely want that so i don't know we'll see we'll see i don't know and and keep in mind it's it's probably portrait mode style so it's probably going to have cases too where you look at it and you're like yeah but it doesn't look very good it didn't get everything it's a little bit interesting right yeah, and it all like I maybe it just doesn't look as as crisp in points. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm intri- I'm really we'll intrigued see. to see what this feature is all about. Like Apple thinks that this is good enough that they are adding a mode to the camera, right? Like yeah. there is a new like option in the cinematic. camera dial, which is called cinematic. And yeah. so they think that it's important enough right now and into the future that it's worth adding that into, which is that is prime real estate, right? They don't add a lot of things into that wheel. I don't think many have been added in over time. Maybe just portrait is they only want so you've got oh and slow mo. So there's time lapse, slow mo, video, photo, portrait and pano. They're the things in there. And then you think like Maybe there's two that have been added in there over time. So adding another one in there, that's, that feels like a big deal. So they said it's all Dolby Vision, uh, HDR graded and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm intrigued, right? Like I think uh, I'm, I'm just intrigued. I want to see how this works. Uh, 5G, there's 200 carriers now. Uh, as it said, it's taking over. 5G is taking over. Sure. So that's good. Uh, battery life. This was an interesting one for me. I feel like this is the, actually the biggest story about the iPhone 12 and, and the 12 Pro 2, but um, it's it's the fact that they managed to improve battery life, which I imagine... Do you mean 13? Oh, sorry, 13. Yes. Okay, cool. See? I thought you were saying it's, like it's the biggest day. story of the 12 is that the battery was bad or something. I yeah, maybe no, the mini, well, I, I mean, the, on the Mini, maybe. No, the, the on the 13, the... Um, battery life through some combination of a better 5G radio, a better algorithm to switch off of 5G when it's not necessary, and a bigger battery. They made a point of showing the little X-ray thing and saying, a bigger battery that they have managed to get. You know, they're rating it as an hour and a half longer on the Mini and two and a half hours longer on the 12. Um, And the Pro phones also are rated as having longer battery life. Like, that's really good, especially for the mini, which the battery life w- wasn't fantastic on it. So if you manage to eke out an hour and a half more and two and a half on that mainstream phone, the 12, that's that's really good. Like that, And I think that is a testimonial to the both the um, new processor, but also the uh, a, a little more mature 5G radio. Find My Support is coming to a new MagSafe wallet. 
I just found that like an interesting little tidbit. Well, the way they described it, it sounds to me like essentially when your wallet disconnects Mm -hmm. from MagSafe, Mm -hmm. it logs where you are. Yes. Which is similar to the way that AirPods work. Right yeah. Now, so it's not 15. what it's not doing is it doesn't have like a little you, secret detector in there, yeah. right? But it is going to let you um it is going to let you go back to that point of like where did it detach because that's you know, it really it's literally I lost it. Well, where did you last see it? The phone will say I last saw it here and maybe yeah. that will be helpful. Unbelievably, it does not work with the clear case. This is a thing on Apple's website. I cannot fathom what would mean that one case is different, uh, but it doesn't work with the clear case. I don't know. How, like, what is that? What's happened there, you know? So let's get to the most important thing, I think, about okay. this. Honestly, the most yep. important thing is that for these phones is that they're $699 and $799. They held the price points and they doubled the base capacity to $128. Yep. And there were lots of rumors out there that Apple was going to be really messing around with capacity on low-end iPhones. And those proved to be completely untrue. They start at $128 and they added $256 and $512 options. That's really good. Uh, my daughter has a 64 iPhone 11 mm-hmm. and... Like, no, no, you can't. No, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. So, so doubling the storage capacity from the old sixty-four base to to one twenty-eight, and and hitting the price point, and then you throw in that they extended the battery life. Again, you're not, you know, the the market for this is not people who are already using a one-year-old phone. The primary market is for people who are using a two, three, four-year-old phone. The fact that they are able to hold their price points from last year, though, and keep it at six ninety nine and seven ninety nine, the fact that it starts at one twenty eight, I actually think that that's the best, the single best thing about it is it is better, costs the same, and the storage all got a boost. Like that's all really good, and the battery life is better. Like what do people want? And the cameras are better. I mean, you roll it all together, and it's like, for especially for the non pro model, like that's what you want. You want it to be better. It costs the same. Uh, that's, I, I don't know. It's not, I know that doesn't sound very nuanced, but on one, on one level, I feel like, like we can overthink it. Like that's what the iPhone 13 needs to be. It needs to kind of keep going, keep getting better. Don't ratchet the price up anymore and solve the capacity issue and help the battery life a little bit. So this is a 12S, but that's, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Yeah. Like, but I think Apple's just off the S naming now. They're just incrementing every year, which I, I yeah. prefer. If they're going to continue I'm, to increment, just increment every year. Yeah. The, the iPhone 12 was an absolutely fantastic iPhone. And all of the ways that they've improved on this one are good, right? Brighter screen is awesome. Uh, longer battery life. Like, who doesn't want that? And my understanding is, especially if you have a 13 mini, you really want that. It's a shame that they could only find an hour and a half, right? Because I think it sure. needs a lot more. Is the understanding I have from the people that I know, including you that have a mini. Yeah. Seems to be a, a battery life uh, uh, thing. And camera's getting better, right? Like, all of that stuff is just, that's exactly what you want. Um, these are all the features that you're looking for. No, uh, no ultra wide on the selfie camera yet, which we were hoping for. Uh, but I bet I I would be very willing to bet that the iPhone 14 will have center stage support. I think that they seem to be pretty pretty keen on that feature. And as I said before, like there are a lot of benefits to putting an ultra wide lens um, in a in a selfie anyway, because you could you can get better selfies. So absolutely, more people in them. Mm-hmm. 
This episode of Upgrade is brought to you by FitBod, the fitness app that provides a personalized exercise plan, a fitness plan that actually fits you. Because when it comes to fitness, FitBod believes that everyone can be better. Whether you're working out for three days a week or a couple of times a day, it doesn't matter because FitBod has an algorithm to use data and analytics to help you build on your previous workout, meaning that your next workout will be scientifically be proven to be better than the last, and then it will get better and better and better over time. FitBod has been fine-tuned by certified personal trainers to bring the very best of practices of strength training to you and these personal trainers they record videos that go with every single exercise in the application so you can if it says how you're going to do this exercise you can watch someone do it as well as get the instructions i find this really valuable to make sure i'm doing things properly your FitBod workout program will be tailored exactly to your own needs. It will be perfectly suited to your unique body, experience, environment, and goals, even the amount of equipment that you have. Because FitBod has tons of bodyweight-only workouts. They have workouts for gym equipment. It doesn't matter what you have or what you have access to. FitBod will be able to tailor the program to you. It can also be really hard to know exactly how much you should be doing while exercising. So FitBod figures that out for you so you don't have to worry about under or over training. And then it's going to mix up your muscle groups, exercises, sets, reps, and weight over time. It keeps you on top form, keeps you doing new things. It doesn't get repetitive and helps you stay on the path that's right for you to become a better version of you, who you want to be. One of the things I really love about FitBot, let's talk about my Apple Watch earlier. It has an Apple Watch app. It's really easy to combine those together. So, for example, if I know a bunch of the exercises that I'm doing, sometimes all I need to know is just to be told them. Like, I've done it a bunch of times. So I just need to see it. I don't need to see the, the video. I don't need the instructions. The Apple Watch just says, this is the exercise you're doing. I can change the amount of sets and reps if I want to do that on my watch. And then I can advance really easily to the next workout. So I really love that. Makes it super, super simple to get it done. FitBod is available on iOS and Android, and you can get started right now by going to fitbod.me slash upgrade, where you'll also get 25% off your membership. That's fitbod, F-I-D-B-O-D dot me slash upgrade to try out FitBod for free and get 25% off your FitBod membership. A thanks to FitBod for their support of this show and Relay FM. Now, I should mention, uh, because we did our tour of California, that the iPhone 13 was in San Diego. Okay. So shout out to, I've, I've been right past there. That was, that was San Diego. Look, look great. Um, the iPhone 13 pro was Jaws standing outside Apple park at night. <laughs> at it's, night. It's a pro pros only work at night. That's we right. That's that. why it's the, where the dark rainbow is. Mm-hmm. is Cupertino. You got to embrace the dark rainbow. The, yeah, that was weird. I thought like, well, we're taking a tour, but we, we didn't, Jaws didn't go anywhere. Doesn't Jaws anywhere. isn't in Yosemite or something. Jaws is just outside Apple Park. And I'll just, a little bit of um, stagecraft here, because we do mm-hmm. like to talk about that. Jaws also seemed super dubbed in, like Apple Park wasn't a great place for audio. So he, it felt like, to me, like his whole performance was oh, really? uh, was du- was dubbed in later. Mm. It sounded really unnatural to me. And the screen behind him, again, in part because it was at night, the screen behind him seemed extra fake. Now, I wonder if the screens are, and I, in fact, I suspect that those screens There's are- There's no way those screens were real. Are, are, are fake all the time, right? Because Especially when out they in were public. doing presentations in public places, they can't have those screens just showing off the features of every single new iPhone. There's exactly. no way they so were the, real. So the screens are almost certainly fake, or, or at least there's a screen there, but it's replacement. Um, but there's something about the JAWS screen that I think because of the darkness, it just seemed extra fake. The whole thing seemed really kind of weird and artificial to me, just from a pure stagecraft perspective. And I wonder if they actually intended something 
better and different and it didn't come off. And so they ended up having him be outside Apple Park at night. But it just seemed like tour of California. We're going to take you to all these places. And now we're back at Apple Park uh, for Jaws. But anyway, it's fine. It's pro. You're right. It's dark and professional. Dark and, and professional. that's where we are. Yeah. So big old camera bump. Hold on. Hold on. Sierra Blue. Sierra Blue. Okay. Yeah. Sierra. They have a gold color. They have a blue. real bright color. So we've got graphite, gold, silver, and Sierra Blue. This is different blue. to blue. And it's not like, I don't know, sea, sea blue or like, I don't no. know, shimmer water or anything. Midnight blue. Yeah, we've got Sierra Blue. Uh, clearly yeah. only blue and green can be pro colors. It went, clearly. They run through them. They just go back. So next time we'll get like forest green or something like that. Yeah, Nevada green. <laughs> Graphite, so it's not space gray still. The graphite still kind of looks green to me or brownie. Uh, I mean, yeah. look, there was no... Obviously, I was getting the gold again. I absolutely adore my gold phone. I'm getting another gold phone, um, so I'm, I'm into that. Yep. I'm assuming for you, the Sierra Blue might be enough to tempt you away, but maybe we'll get to that in a minute because I know we were talking about whether maybe. you would move away from the Mini or not. So, again, smaller notch. has the A15 chip. It has the more powerful version of the A15 Five. chip core gpu so the binning here you know again more graphics power if you get the pro i think that you know i think it's a big thing because it's yet another way for apple to differentiate pro from not is by you know from the beginning saying the their chip you know chip features the best chip only goes in the pro model and it in practice what it's going to mean is that the gpu performance will be that much faster because it's literally it scales so instead of it being four it'll be five and so it'll be that much faster it'll you know that's it won't be that interesting i think in terms of the benchmarks there'll be graphics based benchmarks where it's faster it's probably mm-hmm. not going to be something that affects everybody i will also say that that gpu is probably necessary because they did finally do something with it that is going to need more graphics power which is driving that new display up mm-hmm. to 120 hertz so the display is probably where the biggest i think user feature will be but again yeah. you know as you said to me and it's the same that every youtuber has had for a long time you can't demo 120 hertz in non 120 yeah. hertz content it's just not possible to give the impression they kind of tried to show like it was a half-hearted effort because they had to do something of showing like, oh, it's responsive and all of that. But, you know, we're all watching at presumably 30 frames per second or maybe 60 frames per second. We are not seeing 120 frames and you can't show, you can't show HDR on a non-HDR. You cannot show 120 frames when it's not 120 frames. You can't show the P3 color gamut when you are not using high color in your Mm -hmm. video. Like you can't, there's stuff you just can't demo very well. And so this is one of those cases where we know if we've used a ProMotion display on an iPad, quite what that looks like and how impressive and smooth and nice that can be. Or in the case of somebody like Stephen Hackett, how creepy and weird it can be and you turn it off. But mm-hmm. like it's a you have to kind of experience it and they couldn't show it. We're not saying Stephen's creepy and weird, by the way. Like Stephen just doesn't like that feature. Well, I mean, when he's looking at 120 hertz refresh display, he does get a little bit creepy and weird. I but that's why so. he has to turn it off to go back to normal, Stephen. It's, it's, it's like a kind of a werewolf type thing. Looks at the moon. Yeah. Oh, man. that's a, He's like a screen wolf. Bigger, brighter screen. iOS, of course, has been optimized throughout to go with the 120 hertz. I wonder of what course. it's going to... I wonder if this is going to be one of those things where developers are going to struggle with it. I'm not sure, right? Like, 
are there optimizations and, you would want to make as a developer? I don't know. And if you're on an iPad, you've already done it, presumably, right? Like, because this is the iPad already has mm. this feature. This is a yes. feature that that's already on the iPad, so it's probably already kind of handled. And so, you know, I I think, but but it's a really nice feature. That that's the thing about it is like we when promotion was rumored on the iPad Pro, we're all like, yeah, well, okay. And then you see it, and you think, unless you're Steven, you think. Oh, right. right. Like, oh, oh, I see. Yes. Right. And, and then you go back to one that doesn't have it and you're like, oh, this is garbage. It's the, the other one is really nice. It's just really nice. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they can um, that they can do this and that they can dynamically change the display rate. It's all the things that we already talked about like four or five years ago about the iPad Pro are now true of the iPhone 13 Pro where you get that ProMotion feature and they're using the ProMotion designation for it, which I think is also interesting. Uh, all the developers in the live Discord chat are saying that it's not difficult to optimize for 120 hz in most instances, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm really pumped about this. I mean, there isn't much we can say. I mean, in, in a few weeks' time, you'll be hearing us talk about how good it looks or whatever, right? And then you'll still not yeah. really get anything about it. This is just one of those things. It's hard to, to demo, but I do think it's going to make a real big usability difference. Um, I think it's going to make our phones feel quite different if this is one that you go for. So uh, this is some, a feature I've wanted for a long time, and I'm really excited about it. They did not take that extra step to take it to an always-on display. I know. I wouldn't be surprised if this is an iOS feature next year, maybe, because in maybe. theory, th- they can do this now. You know, Maybe they will want to wait until right. the iPhone 14 might get this feature then, um, and then maybe they can attack it then. They could announce a developer tool, you know, when they announce iOS, whatever, what's next now? 16. iOS 16 uh, will have an always on display and they can announce it as being for the iPhone 13 Pro and everybody can work on that. And then, you know, the new iPhones will all have it or yep. something like that. They could do yep. that now that they have a, a device that's And the iPads it. could benefit from it too, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. So, um, yeah, we it's hard for us to get this across because this um, podcast is very cinematic and is shot in 24 frames a second. So we can't. There is, there is a rumor of OLED iPads coming. So... Maybe yeah. it's a combo of all of that. I don't know, but they they've got now that they've got the the um the XDR with the 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 mini LED. There's rumors still saying they go into OLED. I don't know, all man. Right. I don't know. I, I, don't I don't know. There's lots of there's rumors that say it's a flat Apple Watch and that there's all always on display, I know, right? They're not I know. all the rumors are true. Some but of the rumors go to are, OLED, are fake. OLED's better than mini yeah. LED anyway, right? All right? Like if you can actually go there, you you actually get true Trippy. blacks rather than I don't know. We'll find out. All right. Cameras, cameras, biggest camera cameras. advancement ever. Uh, okay, I right. feel like they 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 bring out like they said most pro iPhone ever, biggest cam. I'm sure they said this last last time as well. I know it's marketing. It's always the most pro everything because it's, it's always the, the best everything. <laughs> yeah. It's always the best iPhone ever. It's the least like the more they say it, the more I roll my eyes. At the, of course it is. You, you Are you making your products worse over time? Of course it's the best thing you've ever made. Mm-hmm. But what exactly, you know, did they do? And the answer is that they, you know, they increased the sensor on the wide and they added an autofocus on the ultra wide and they added a macro mode and now all the cameras support night mode. And like they, they, there was a lot of refinement here of sorting, adding, adding features to some of the cameras that didn't, have parity with the other cameras um 
they added uh, there's a new version of smart hdr smart hdr4 i don't it's kind of weird to brand it but the idea there is just that they've got a a smart hdr feature and they've got this thing called photographic styles which i thought was really funny because what they're trying to do cuz cuz you know when you take a photo on your iphone there's this whole image processing pipeline that that fires off and the apple does all this stuff with it and if you shoot in raw you don't get that i believe is kind of what happens there and the what they're trying to do here is create sort of like some styles that are variables in how the pipeline works on photos that create different looks. They try to sell this to pros. And there's this moment where I I was thinking to myself, are pros really going to want to do like photographic looks in the pipeline? But maybe, I mean, basically what they're saying is they've got the four default styles and then there are some aspects of those styles that you can edit with a couple of sliders and make it and this is on the 13 and the 13 pro and make it look sort of like how you'd like so is that a pro feature i'm interested to hear how pro photographers react to that i think the answer is probably that if you really just want to bypass apple's pipeline you will shoot in raw and that'll be it but that if you're somebody who likes kind of likes the look of what Apple is doing with the photos, but it's not quite right, you may be able to tweak essentially Apple's presets into a better preset and use that. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be what's going on with the photographic styles. So I have I have some skepticism because it sounds sort of like a pro feature that pros are going to turn off. And so it's <laughs> so like, okay, then why does this feature exist? And I don't know whether it's more for sort of people with pro aspirations, but they really need more help and Apple is letting you dip down into their pipeline and change a couple of the of the the settings, which is cool. Um, I just I I'm not convinced. I guess that this is a pro feature versus a really prosumer kind of feature to make better automatic pictures, right? Um, rather than what a pro might want from it. So I think like maybe maybe I could maybe make a use case for this. So like. I was interested in Pro Raw because I like to take I like to take and fiddle around with photos, right? Like I'm not I don't consider myself to be a professional by any means, but I like to take photos on my iPhone and I like to play around with them in um, like Visco and stuff like that and edit and and tweak and all that kind of stuff. And so I thought, okay, well let me try Pro Raw and see if it makes any benefit to me. And I don't understand what I'm doing. Like it's mm-hmm. it's maybe too much of a jump for me. I've never used raw yeah. photography before, and so maybe this is like a bridge for someone like me. Well, this that's exactly what I think. I mean, we had the question a while ago about what does pro mean, right? For to help somebody with their thesis, um, mm-hmm. and I think this might be a good example of that. Which is, is this really a pro feature? I'm I would love to hear from pros who are like, yes, actually, we will use this. But I think the point is not necessarily that it's for professional photographers. It's for people who care more about photography and want to do a little bit more with it, but are not going to go to just shooting everything raw and working on it. They, you know, it gives you more control over Apple's pipeline, which I think is, co- again, I think is cool. I have questions about like exactly who's going to use this feature, but the idea that Apple has built a feature that lets you have at least a few sliders and a, a, some presets about how the Apple pipeline itself reacts to mm. when you capture an image and what image is is finalized. I'm watching like a little demo on the website and they're showing like how you kind of tweak stuff. 
Yeah. I am the person who wants That's the future. For you. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, I, I like I'm, to, I'm sure. to, to to play around with, with photos and this would give me live in the camera, like if you mm-hmm. adjust the color or the saturation in this way, you're gonna get a little bit like I think I think this could be a feature I could really enjoy. And the end result is, by the way, and I think this is very cool, um, and again it's not for everybody, but the end result is that you can kind of create a look for all the photos you shoot with your iPhone. Mm-hmm. So like you can make you can make a look that that is, you know, Mike's pictures look like this. These are Mike's yep. preferences of how he shoots on his iPhone and they're down in the details of Apple's image pipeline. And so all the photos you shoot then are going to have that sort of your preference applied to them whereas up to now the Apple imaging pipeline there is one preference what they for want. how they capture Honestly, I'm really excited about this now. I did not understand it when they were talking about it. I don't know why it just it missed. I think hearing you explain it and looking at the website and like seeing how the UI works, I think has really helped me. Like maybe I was taking some notes then, so like I, maybe they showed it out and I didn't see it. But yeah, I I would say I'm I'm pretty into this idea. I think this could definitely be something just for me. It's not a lot of sliders. I think that they showed two. <laughs> so it's like you get you get looks, and then mm-hmm. you've got two sliders to customize. But the the net result is that yeah, you are for the first time able to sort of set up a preference of how Apple's uh, image pipeline works to make images that are pleasing to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be really cool. You know, and it's not just a pro feature. They showed it the pro section, but it's like it's on all the phones, so it yep. really is is more a prosumer kind of feature. And I think it's a I think it's a fun idea. ProRes video was one of the things that they did add. This is for the pro, yes. which is again, it's like adding Pro Raw last time. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. add something next time, which makes ProRes video uh, more. Um, approachable to me but there's some new there are some new uh, things going on with the camera hardware so 92 percent better low light performance for ultra wides which i'm really into because the low light performance on the ultra wide is, is really bad um this is a note that i wrote down all of the lenses seem to be better in a bunch of ways that people who like photography will probably like like loads <laughs> yep. of statistics that i don't get right yeah uh, we're going to a three times optical zoom which is interesting because I went to 2.5 from 2 and now we're up to 3. Yeah. I've tried some phones with 3 times optical zoom. I think it might be a little too much. So I'm, I'm yeah. intrigued to see what I, what I think about that from the iPhone. What I am personally really excited about is macro photography. They're using right. the uh, new autofocus mode on the ultra wide and you can get up to a 2 centimeter distance and it really has like a very different look. I've wanted macro on an iPhone for a long time because sometimes it's like a little picture that I want to take. I want to zoom in a lot and I kind of can't get it or I can't get the details the way that I want. Um, and so like something that I've done for a while is like using the telephoto lens instead to help me get closer, but it's still not that look that I'm after. So I'm right. really excited about macro. Like some of the shots that they show look really good because one of the things on a lot of phones with macro lenses is they put a specific macro lens on it, which is low quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the images that Apple is showing, and it also does macro video as well, uh, looks really cool. So I am very much looking forward to playing around with all of the new camera stuff, to be honest. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about it. More than I was, I feel like, more practically excited this time than last time. Because the iPhone 12 Pro Max, there was like this big sensor. What could it mean? DSLR. I'm really like it didn't. I don't really think it made a massive difference, right? Like year over year from Pro to Pro with the Pro Max. Um, it was a better camera, but we, I think we're all thinking like, oh my God, have they finally re- done this massive jump? And I don't know how much of a big jump that it was, like the sensor shift yeah. stuff. 
So, but for me, these features like the optical zoom, I am intrigued about, but but it will be something I can see. Better low light and ultra wide macro photography, and then the the photo uh, styles is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, I think so. Styles, so, photographic styles, those things. Just mm-hmm. for me, they seem like they are right up my alley for what I do with my phone's camera. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about those. Nice. 1.5 hours longer battery on the Pro, two and a half hours longer on the Pro Max. Jason, yep. this phone is going to last longer than I can, I think, at this point. Because yep. the Pro Max's battery is absolutely unbelievable. Like, I've noticed that, you know, as, as I've been leaving my house more and we went traveling and we went, like, we went to Romania a few months ago, I really noticed on a travel day just how, how powerful the battery was. Um, and now it's like it just it's just gonna go forever. So I'm I'm like two and a half hours more on that phone. I would never I would not have expected this year uh, a battery jump, let alone one of that kind. Two and a half hours is amazing. I'm curious how much of the battery gain they, they mentioned that the battery's bigger in all of them. So obviously they're saving size in some way in the internals. They've found more room for battery. What's that about? But I've got to think that the the 5g like it's a year later like five we were apple wasn't there at the very Ah, beginning of the 5g rollout but apple was there at the 5g rollout Mm -hmm. you know last year it's still a pretty young technology they've got a new 5g radio this year i assume that is we're in such early days for 5g that i would imagine that the 5g is way more um battery efficient than it used to be plus they mentioned that they've got their own tech that's essentially doing exactly what it should be which is Uh, And I don't know if it's their own or if it's literally in the Qualcomm modem, but it's the idea that you can, if you're only getting LTE speeds, it drops you down to LTE. Uh, And so that's a battery saver too. So I I wonder how much of their battery life um, claims here are coming out of just having a better 5G modem versus uh, A15. You know what? I think I might be able to answer that for you, Jason. So Oh, yeah? This is iPhone 12 Pro Max to iPhone 13 Pro Max on Apple's power and battery page. So mm-hmm. video playback goes from 20 hours to 28 hours. Audio playback goes from 80 hours to 95 hours. Video playback streamed from 12 hours to 25 hours. Uh-huh. That difference in the streamed is nearly is over double. Yeah. And it's not that big a difference for the other for the other areas. Oh. So maybe it there's is something about the 5G, right? Like the, there's be. something going on there. That's that's a huge difference because video playback without streaming is an eight-hour difference. Is that a streaming on cellular or is that streaming on Wi-Fi? It just says video playback streamed. Mm. That's what it says. But that's All such right. a that's a much much larger difference. So potentially the victory. You know, there are lots of different ways that battery life gets extended. But I I've got to think that 5G modems being better is a big part of it. Plus the battery is bigger. Plus the A15 is probably more efficient. Plus they've probably found other places that they can be more efficient. But still, it's a big difference. And, you know, we have said before, sometimes the battery life is the most important feature in your phone. If you, you know, if you have to, if you lose your phone because it's died or you have to bring a battery pack around, like that's not as good. Like having phone phones that last and apple has come a long way in the last few years with battery life but to continue making those kinds of improvements is a big deal and i'm honestly surprised that they have increased it with the um promotion because most phones that go to high refresh rate or adaptive refresh rate displays they see a battery life hit 
Like this is something Samsung has seen, OnePlus has seen. They see a battery life hit. I think this must be Apple being really aggressive in terms of how they handle video and and cranking mm-hmm. down the frame rate when you're not using it. That they had that little demo Everyone where they says they do it, but Apple can do it the best because you know all these other companies are building on Android. They built their own controller and mm-hmm. they've got right. Like Apple's done a whole custom job, and and I'm not surprised that they would be eking out better battery life because of that. And these phones can go up to one terabyte of storage. It'll cost a lot of money, but you know, if you're shooting ProRes video, you probably need a terabyte phone. One thousand so. five hundred and four uh, pounds. Hold on, let me get the uh, let me get the US the dollars uh, amount here. It will go up to. Let me see what the gold one will cost. Let me make a difference. One thousand five hundred ninety nine dollars. Sure, so for a for one, a one terabyte. terabyte phone. Pro Max. Mm-hmm. Don't think is, I'm going to go for that. Uh, that's not. Going, I know I'm not going for that. Five twelve. I'll probably go for fourteen ninety nine for a one terabyte Pro. If you don't want the Max, why would I want the the Pro? Oh, well, no, I you. I, I mean, just people in people in general. But yeah, if we if we want to max it out to the the maximum maximal uh, price point, yes, max to the max, max to the max is fifteen ninety nine. So I'll ask you. I mean, it's might be it's probably too early to tell for you. But uh, do you have a feeling about what you will be going for with your iPhone? Uh, I'm still thinking about it. I'm inclined to go with the the mini just because I have loved um, the mini for the last year. And I think that that is, you know, I just I I like the size and then I hold a, a larger phone in my hand and I think, oh, no, like this is this is too much. That that said, promotion. And. Yeah, those cameras. Like, I'm open to the idea of getting an iPhone 13 Pro, but I'm also really tempted by the Mini. I want to see them in person, too, because uh, it seems like they haven't changed a lot in terms of the look. And I I liked the look of the 12 better than the 12 Pro. And if that's still the case, which it seems like it is, um, that's going to factor in, too, that I just like how it looks. But them having a, bl- a blue model, even though it's kind of a boring blue, they have a blue pro. Uh, I'm intrigued by that. Like, I'm I'm on, I'm, I'm not, Mike, you were saying I was on the fence last time. I'm not on the fence, but I'm next to the fence. You're I'm looking over the at the other side. I'm thinking about if I need to jump the fence, but I'm still standing on the mini side of the fence right now. I mean, and there is a possibility that you will get the opportunity to handle some of these sooner than other people. It's happened in the past. Maybe it will this time, or at least kind of around that time. So you'll be able to make an informed decision. So maybe you'll help other mini I hope owners so. just make their decision. Because I think really it's going to come down to a lot of people for like what they think of that display. I think that's going to be the big difference. A lot of people I can imagine yeah. will just go, yeah, I don't know. But I already know where I sit in that camp. And for me, it is a, like it will be a must buy uh, for me. So I'm into it. I'm I'm excited about the phone. Uh, I think it's, it's, this one is better in all the ways that I wanted this iPhone to be better in. I didn't need anything else personally. This, it's mm-hmm. got what I want. It's got better cameras. I always want a better camera. Um, it's got things I wouldn't have expected in the camera, like a macro. I, I didn't ever assume Apple would do this, and I'm, I'm pumped about it. And it's got the ProMotion display, which I've been asking for for, I think, t- two to three years now. So bigger battery life as well. Take it, I'll have it. And it's and they've also re-upped that gold look because that's 100% what I want. I love my big, shiny phone, and I want another one. All right, well, that is... I mean, I wrote that review of the 12 Pro Max. Like, it is a 
but an amazing slab of technology. Most iPhone, and it continues yeah. to be most iPhone. And this this is the most iPhone they've ever made, Mike. To what I noted, <laughs> aside from the battery life, there isn't anything different in the Pro Max. I don't recall any specific no. feature that the Pro Max anyway. has that differentiates it from the Pro phone, because obviously we had to... Because so. all of them have the sensor shift now. Um, I don't think there's... I'm looking at their website real quick. It, it got, like, what, bigger screen? Uh, there's no other, like, dividing line on the specs page. So, by and large, the same. It just depends on the size that you want um, of the phone. Yeah. So, overall, uh, how are you feeling about this event? I think it was fine. I think... Yeah. It was a. It was exactly what it needed to be, other than the iPad stuff, which was a surprise and is nice to see. Like the iPad itself is boring but necessary and popular, right? But it's nothing, nothing new. The Mini is nothing new because we already had the Mac, the iPad Air, but it's new for the Mini size, which is great, and I think that's an exciting product because of that. Um, but in terms of the Apple Watch and the iPhone, you know, the main events, they're, they're what we expect like i don't want to damn it with faint praise i want to say it is exactly what apple needs to do this was not an event that was going to blow us away in terms of what they had it it was more obligatory it's apple doing its best because every year it's going to come out with new iphones and they're going to be incrementally better and every now and then they do something that's more you know newer or more impressive than that but this is not that year this is the kind of year where apple needs to do its job and improve all of its products and then and then sell them and i thought it did a perfectly fine job of doing that i think the presentation was fine um it was all all okay i know that you're disappointed about the apple watch i'm mm -hmm. excited about the apple watch because i i uh i want a new apple watch and um you know it it was it was necessary and they did a fine job, but it's also if people are looking like some people always are for the next big revolutionary thing. No, of course it wasn't that it was this year's iPhone event and it was absolutely that like this is their most iPhone event ever. How about that? Yeah, I like it uh, for me. I feel good about it because I, you know, I was disappointed in one thing, but I got something I didn't think I was going to get out of this event. You know, I, I figured that basically the entire iPad that they mini that they have shipped is exactly what I wanted them to do and kind of expected them to do. And they've given it to me maybe a month yeah. earlier than I was expecting that. So nice. I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, Pre-orders for iPhones begin this Friday, also shipping on the 24th. Um, so uh, luckily, I just checked the pre-order opens at 1 p.m. here for me because I really didn't want to be pre-ordering a phone during the podcast-a-thon, and so I don't need to because from in my time zone, uh, the podcast-a-thon starts at 5 o'clock. So I will have my opportunity to try and get my iPhone pre-order in in time so I can pick it up the week after along with nice. my iPad mini. That's going to be a great day for me if I can get all of those at the same time. So yeah, that was it. That was the September event. That's it. Was one one for the books. If you want to find uh, links and information about this episode, you can go to relay.fm slash upgrade slash 371. Uh, if you would like to get longer ad-free episodes of Upgrade, you can go to getupgradeplus.com and you can sign up there. I would like to thank Instabug, Uni, and Fitbod for their support of this episode. Um, I will also... 
like to remind you of two things. stjude.org slash relay. This is where you can go to donate to help us in uh, supporting St. Jude Children's Research Hospital who are defeating childhood cancer. That's their entire thing. Um, which it's Childhood Cancer Awareness Month right now, and so we run this campaign throughout all of September because St. Jude is an incredible place. But the, another thing that I want you to do, super important, twitch.tv slash RelayFM. Be there on September the 17th from 12 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time for the third annual Relay FM podcast-a-thon for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. I'll be there. Jason's going to be there. Jason's going to be there in a big way. It's going to be I'm, all snail, all the t- not all oh, the time. Oh, I'm filling... Well, no, I'm filling like of the time. A one eighth of the time, more than one eighth of the time. Yeah, How more than we, we say that. More than Jason's. Yeah. Jason's got a yeah. bunch like of exciting 15, things. Fifteen percent of the podcastathon, I'll be present on. How about that? Jason might be on it more than me. Who knows? I hope not. I'm, I'm getting really I, prepared over here. I am. Uh, uh, oh boy, Jason! I am just my studio is being destroyed right now. I'm not kidding. Every piece of equipment that I own for video and audio is being dismantled and put to use in different places. It is. But Can't I'm wait. very excited. Like I've been working really hard. Like me and Adina, my wife have been working really hard over the last couple of days and continue to be working all the way up until Friday afternoon. Um and from my side things are gonna look so much better than they did last year. So I'm really I'm really into it. Uh, I, I really hope that you'll join us even for some of that time. Uh, we'd really, really appreciate it. If you want to find Jason online, go to sixcolors.com. You can be rest assured that there's going to be tons of great uh, uh, writing about this event over at Six Colors. And you can I follow, so. follow Jason. He's at Jasonl, J-S-N-E-L-L on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Jason Snell. We can't wait to see what you do with it. <laughs>